This is Jack Bauer, and you're listening to the Who's Your Daddy Godcast. Question. You have them. Let's open up the mailbag in today's Godcast Q&A. Well, hello, Podcastia. Hi. Welcome to the Who's Your Daddy Godcast Q&A for May 2019. It's raining and we love it. Beautiful day. Beautiful day. So we are going to now jump into the Q&A segment of the show. First end of every month, we read your emails, good, bad, and different, answer your questions, that stuff. Cool. So it's about you, the listener. It's always about you, the listener. Amen. <laughs> Actually, it's about Jesus and then you, the listener. <laughs> right, exactly. We want to put things in perspective. Absolutely. So we're going to jump in with the first one here from Franz20,000. Wow, that Thailand trip sounds amazing. Does Christina miss it? Where else is she slated to go? Ah. Where are you slated to go? <laughs> if only I had just free reign. Yes, it was amazing. Thank you. And I do miss it. I think about it, I think almost every day. I think about Do oh, you really? Yeah, I think about different aspects of it. Frank and I actually are planning a trip to Thailand Hopefully for next year. For March of 2020. Yes. And for longer, too. Other trips that I must make imminently are New Orleans. Mm -hmm. And we're going to Washington, D.C. Right. And, of course, we always go up to the Poconos. Yes. Those are definite trips that we know of. And if someone says, hey, we have an all-expense-paid trip for you to go to Afghanistan. I'm on that plane. (laughs) I'll go anywhere. Okay, Fran, so that's where she's slated yes. to go. Yes. TaylorMade20 says, why did Frank say thank God that Christina was back from Thailand the way he did? I get that he missed her, but he said it in a way that sounded desperate. <laughs> because i that's exactly how I meant it. Thank God she's back because I didn't like when she was gone. I don't function correctly. Frank didn't gone. fare too well. He missed me a lot. I missed him too, but I was distracted by, you know, the newness of where I was and the travel and everything. Yeah. I was distracted by my dog biting my hand and bleeding <laughs> and yelling at her. But, and But other not than eating. that, we're used to being together most of the day. So when one of us is not around, it's kind of like, hey. Yeah. So I was desperate. That's why it sounded like that. Okay. And I appreciate Thank you, TaylorMade. You missed me. Thank you. Well, I appreciate that, and I appreciate TaylorMade writing in, and yes, I appreciate your appreciation. (laughs) Evan G., I, for one, am highly offended. Oh, boy. That they tried to make a connection between Jesus and a cracker. Why are the... Oh, it's matzo. Oh, my goodness. Why are the hosts allowed to be so blasphemous? Our Lord is not a cracker. But the very essence of love and life itself. Jewish tradition and Jesus are the exact opposite. Read the Bible, learn, and repent. Oh, my goodness. Oh, Evan. First of all. Oh, Evan. No, we're not saying he's a cracker. (laughs) But you know what? Jesus called himself the bread of life. So... (laughs) Oh, my dear. That's just one thing that's popping in my head. That's okay. You're just, you're misinformed, and that's okay. I mean, you can can learn. Yet everything in the Old Testament points to Jesus. Everything. Every single thing. They're not opposing ideas. They're actually, they meld together. Everything in the Old Testament is foreshadowing Jesus' coming. From the moment of 
Let there be light. Yes. He wasn't talking about the sun. If you read Genesis, you'll see the sun wasn't created until later. Right. So who's he talking about? What light is he talking? He's talking about the light of Jesus. So from day one, hour one, second one, our existence was all about Jesus. So please read the Old Testament with that eye. I just challenge you to do that. And also... When you read the Passover, it's all about foreshadowing Jesus. Right. From the unleavened bread, meaning the bread with no yeast, yeast being a symbol of sin, Jesus having no sin. I'm not saying that Jesus is a cracker. I mean, really? Are you taking everything that literally? There's no room for uh, oh, like, my goodness. like symbolism. The whole Bible's full of symbolism. Oh, my goodness. So I'm not mad at you, and I'm it's too bad you're offended, but yeah, yeah I'm not going to change no. Sorry, anything, buddy. and I'm sure Frank is not either. No, I'm not. I mean, in that realm anyway. So The fourth word of the Bible is about Jesus. Yeah, so reread your Bible with the vision or the mindset that it's all about Jesus. Right. And then maybe your eyes will be open. Amen. But again, if you don't that. like what we're saying, there's a simple, simple thing that you can do. Oh, what's that? Turn us off. <laughs> don't even hit play. Change channels. Ugh. Or whatever you do on a podcast. <laughs> All right. I am Groot 17. Oh, I like the name. I like you already. I am Groot 17. <laughs> Obviously an Avengers fan. Latter Rain is awesome. Christina really nails this topic. Yes, she did. Ah, and I, as I was doing it, I'm like, oh, I feel like I'm all over the place with this. But I just, I know what I want to say. And sometimes I feel like it doesn't come out as succinctly as I want and it you to. You always feel like that. I, I don't always feel like that. A lot of the time. Hmm. Spacebound. So weird they mentioned them just getting a rototiller. I just got one as well. I bought it to redo my backyard. I bought one, heard this episode, and then while tilling my yard, I had this playing. Such a great illustration. Mm -hmm. That's really funny. We are redoing our yard, too, just to keep the mosquito population at bay. Yeah. Um, So instead of all the bushes and, you know, foliage, I were going with some grass, more borders. (laughs) For those of you who are interested. Yeah. (laughs) I think the point of this was that that this was giving this person a little illustration about ladder rain, not about landscaping. Right. right. (laughs) Sorry. For more about landscaping, you can visit this whole house online and look up landscaping. Uh, Yeah. Okay. Rick Tribe. Rick Tribe writes in, how can they say God is not in control? God is always in control. I told my pastor about this, and he told me that those people, the Sassos, don't know what they're talking about. (laughs) Of course God is in control. How would they address that? I'd like an explanation. Do you want me to take that? That's really, really simple, but go ahead, take it. (laughs) I feel like you guys are so passionate about these things. Um, God is not in control. Here's why. Jesus got on the cross, died for our sins, did everything that had to be done, and then said it is finished. And then what he did was he handed over the reins to us. He gave us authority and he gave us dominion on the earth. So Mm. God is no longer in in control. If God was in control, let me ask you one simple question. If God was in control, why isn't everybody saved? Right. Because he would just make it so that God would make you you get get saved. Done. But he's not in control. He gave you control so that you can freely choose the free gift that Jesus paid for. Right. However, God is in charge. 
So that means if you look at it like an army, you have a general and then you have lower officers and then you have the actual soldiers. The general is not in control because the soldiers can go AWOL. The soldiers could start shooting each other if they wanted to, if they had the notion to do that or if they went bananas, right? So the general is not in control. However, he is in charge. What does that mean? means he gives orders and he says, all right, this is what we're going to do today. This is the best way to attack this enemy. This is the best way to solve this problem. This is the best way to move through this terrain. This is the best way through his vast experience of that. Right. And then it's the soldier's job to say, yes, I signed up for this. I'm going to do what the general says because the general knows better than I do. He has more experience and he's seeing the big picture. So I will obey the general and follow his orders. And even if the general says, I command you do this, the soldier can still say no. No. And he gets court-martialed. And then there's repercussions of that. Right. Just like when we try and do things in our own power, because we have control, and things get all screwed up, God's not mad at us. But if we had done it God's way, we probably wouldn't and have ended up right. in the mess. The power of sin comes into play right. now, and then you reap the consequences. But what So else? just think about that one question, and then you answer that question for yourself. If God is in control, why isn't everybody saved? Right. Okay. T. Lopez Official writes in, so true about massages. Frank should get over it and learn from Christina already. She obviously, yes, yes, I agree. She obviously is filled with wisdom. A master masseur doesn't beat people up like Frank thinks. She massages the muscles in a way that invigorates them. God bless this woman of God for having to deal with her dumb husband. Love the show. Uh, I'm actually not dumb because I know that a master masseur is a guy, not a woman, as in stated here. She massages the muscles. A master masseur. I agree. Frank is not dumb. Hmm. He has abilities and wisdom (laughs) in areas I do not have, and I have wisdom and abilities in areas he doesn't have. That's why we're a good combo. I like what T. T Lopez says. God bless this woman of God for having to deal with her dumb husband. Love the show. (laughs) You know what? Bella says that to me, too. She always says, Mama, Mm -hmm. I don't know how you do it. Bella is also a dog. So let's just throw that in there for good measure. But she's very smart. Yeah. I still, I'm not into massages, all right? It's not a sin. I don't like them. Come on, you had good massages. One Oh, come on. Now you're being ridiculous. I have to agree with T. Lopez. You're being dumb. First of all, don't empower T. Lopez, (laughs) number one. I think you're being dumb about this. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. And you've had good massages at least two times that I know of. Here's the point. Beside the one on your head. Yes, beside the one apparently that's on my head. (laughs) Are you ready? I'm ready. Go ahead. I haven't had enough good massages to be like, oh, yeah, massages are great. I so just, I, I don't, I don't dig them. I don't, I'm not thinking about them. You have massages, period. <laughs> okay. Okay, KP Kenzie. Why would they call Easter a pagan holiday? You should say, happy Lord Jesus' resurrection Sunday. Easter is also Jesus' day. It is not a pagan holiday. I don't even know what that means, so it's probably an insult. <laughs> no. I don't quite follow that. Okay. <laughs> 
most of the Christian world, I think, at least around here, it says Happy Easter. Okay. Which is fine. Because the heart of the matter is they're celebrating the resurrection of Jesus. Mm. A lot of people we used to know said Happy Resurrection Sunday because it actually is saying what it is. Easter comes from a pagan word. And if you look at the symbols of Easter, they're derived from pagan symbols. Not to say that it has anything to do with Christianity. It's just that when it arose, when it started to come about, there were these people in the world that were using their symbolism. Hmm. Maybe they got saved and they took those symbols and they carried it over into their Christian beliefs. And then it kind of got all mishmashy, like the the egg and the Easter bunny, all that stuff is symbols of pagan religions. Look it up if you don't believe me. Mm. Check it out. I'm not saying that Easter is a pagan holiday. <laughs> what people? <laughs> say? I think that's hysterical. What are you hearing that we're saying? Yeah, that's what I, I didn't don't say get. Easter was a pagan holiday. And I li- I re-listen to these shows. I'm and I'm on, I'm not hearing what people are saying sometimes. So I just I just this thought came to me. I just want you to take a note from this. When you listen to the news or you listen to gossip or, you you know, word to word, someone's telling you something, it's like the telephone game. I don't know if you guys have ever played that where you sit in a circle and somebody says something to the first person and then the last person in the circle hmm. says what was told to them and it's completely different from what the original message was. So by the time... 10 people have told the story. It's totally convoluted. Things have been added. Things have been removed. Even when you're listening yourself, you're only hearing like there's a, there's a study that people only hear like what? 40%? 40. It's like 10. Oh, okay. If you're only hearing, only hearing 10% of right. what's actually being said. Right. So before you maybe blast us with an email, maybe <laughs> you should re-listen to it just to make sure you heard it right. Right, exactly. And maybe we didn't mean it like that. So listen to the rest of it in context. Mm-hmm. So make sure that just a suggestion. If you don't want to, that's okay too. Hannah Fro has a question. Okay. Jesus is the Lamb of God. So what's the problem? I don't know. I don't know what you're referring to. Jesus is the Lamb of God. Yes. So what's the problem? There, there's no problem. Nope. Oh, that's great. He's the Lamb of God, yes. That's not a problem. That's the victory. That's like the good news. Yeah, okay. I don't know. I don't know. There's no problem here. <laughs> okay, we thank agree. you. Thank you, Hannah. I didn't realize he was the Lamb of God until I was an adult because it was really never explained to oh, me. Oh, maybe that's what Hannah Furrow yeah. means? Well, that's what my friend said to me. Like, I came with this great revelation. Like, oh, guess what I just found out? <laughs> now, I was already a teacher at this point. I was in my 30s. And I went to my friend and I said, guess what? I'm like, what? What? Jesus is the Lamb of God. And she's like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> I know. Like I, like, I thought I had, like, uncovered some deep, dark secret. Right, and I right. was going to, like, spread this word. Lamb of God, you take away the I sins know, but of the world. Like, you know, like, you hear songs over and over and you're not even listening not even to the listening. words anymore. Yeah. All right. anyway, go ahead. Okay, Molly Catalina. LOL. I'm sorry. But Passover does not mean the angel of death passed over their houses. God can strike any houses he wants all at the exact same time. There is no sense to an infinite being passing over or skipping a house. Why name a holiday after one part of a single plague? What about the other nine? What about the leaving of slavery for freedom? What about the splitting of the Red Sea? You would think the name of the holiday would be the most outstanding feature of the entire event. 
Come on, who's your daddy? Do your homework. Oh, my goodness. Oh, Molly, 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 Molly. Molly. I have to say the holiday was named after the most spectacular event because that event is foreshadowing the blood of Jesus, covering our hearts, covering us by his blood, removing our sin so that we are free. (laughs) The Red Sea is just a symbol of walking through to the other side from sin to freedom. So they're leaving Egypt to go into what should have been the promised land, but they got stuck in the wilderness. If you listen to Latter Rain, I have two podcasts on that. You'll hear an explanation on that. But Passover, it's called Passover because that's the most important part. (laughs) That's the deliverance part. the angel to pass over the house that had the blood on it. The blood was the symbol, the blood of Jesus. It's <laughs> getting exhausted here. <laughs> uh, <laughs> veins are starting uh, to show. All right, let me get a breath here. Oh my goodness! Like you just ran. It's just the block. I can't. Ah, uh, uh, you know what? It's funny. <laughs> I was having this, these thoughts. I'm like, I, you know, I want to travel the world and and preach God's love and and teach. Like I really love teaching because I I like to dig into material and break it down and then serve it up to people so that they can understand it and they can get a revelation the way I do. So I was thinking right. like, oh, I'd love to travel the world. I'm like, oh, but you know, what am I going to go to? A, like I was thinking of Thailand and I was like, yeah. oh, it would be so cool to teach at a church in Thailand. I'm like, but you're teaching to people who are saved. So really we should be teaching and preaching to the unsaved. Right. But now I'm like, wait a minute. I think, yeah. <laughs> I think I need to be teaching to the saved because my goodness, Passover. Yeah. Oh my darling, please, please. Please read the scripture with the Holy Spirit. And don't even take my word for it. Throw everything I said in the garbage. (laughs) I'm not offended. I don't care. But I want you now to read the scripture and ask the Holy Spirit to speak to you and give you wisdom about Passover. Molly. We love you, Molly. Yeah, we love you. We want you to get a revelation of this. But thank you for writing in. Because it's giving me a kind of a, a peek into... What people believe. Yeah, what, I'm what like, believe. And what? these are saved people. Right. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Well, I remember when we first joined Jesus Revival and I was having these great, oh my God, illuminations yeah. and yeah. everything was like coming together. It made so much sense After finally. Finally, about Jesus finally, being finally. the Lamb of God. And I'm, I'm jumping in head first, right? Right. And I'm like, I believe all of this. It makes sense to me. These are things I questioned all my life and now there are answers. And I'm just assuming yeah. everybody in that building Mm. was on the same page as me. I assume because how could you not? It's it's just it makes sense. It's logical. We're well, in the it's, same message here. Right. It's it's beautiful. I read it, he says it, it says the same thing. It makes sense. It lines up with God's, you know, character. This is great. And then you talk to the individual people of the church and you're like, "What? Wait, <laughs> what? Right. <laughs> what? Didn't you just hear what I heard?" I, I'm conf- I, I mean, really, I would leave Really confused. I know. And I, I started to realize, took me a while, but I started to realize that we could all be sitting in the same building, hearing the same exact word given by the same exact person on the same exact day. And again, like the telephone game, we all walk out and some of us have gotten the revelation and some of us are just thinking, yeah, I'm just an old sinner Ugh. saved by grace. And, no- <sighs> and nothing's changed. Right. <gasps> Oh my God. So like, that's like, my mission is to just go out there and tell you the truth. 
as you know and you know what don't buy my speech go and find out for yourself and read it for yourself because actually i think we retain more when we actually see it rather than just hearing it and although we were reading supposed to be, it out loud even more. right we're supposed to hear the word in our ear but see it with our eyes as well so it's so when you read the word if you say it out loud then you're also hearing the word right but. amen i'm jumping into too many cooks jesus wept I've heard that so many times from pastors usually conducting a funeral. Yep, so have we. Thank you so much for explaining why he wept. It wasn't because he was upset that Lazarus died. I was so excited about this revelation I got because of this podcast. I shared my excitement with my pastor. And now he forbids me to listen to this show anymore. Yeah, well, I could have told you that. Uh-oh. My friend at church is also a new listener to this podcast, loves it, and said that the pastor doesn't want us to listen to this because we may learn something that he doesn't know already and that he'll lose control over everyone. So we decided to listen <coughs> in private, but not say anything to him or anyone else. That's a very smart move. And pray for your pastor. Yeah. I mean... <laughs> it forbids them to listen. I know. How could you... Anyway. Please, please. Again... He's in. He's in charge. He's in charge. He's, not, he's in not in control. That's right. Because he can't control what you do in your own private time. But pray for him. And if things get unbearable, my advice—you don't have to take it. If if it becomes to a point where you're like, I can't sit and listen to this because it's going against what I'm seeing for myself in the mm, word. Right. Don't try and change him. Don't try and argue. Just say very politely, thank you so much for everything that you've done in my life. I'm moving on right. to another place. And and that's my suggestion because I'm just speaking from experience. Yeah, I feel like God's <laughs> giving me a growth opportunity, so I'm leaving. <laughs> yeah, a growth opportunity. Okay. Right. So, but thank you for that. And um, yeah, cool. you find out for yourself. Really, a pastor is supposed to lead you. Remember, pastors are shepherds. Right. You're, they're not slave owners. They're not uh, your boss. If you think of the word a, sh- a pastor, it's a shepherd. They're leading, leading the sheep. Right. They, they keep them safe. Yeah, right. They protect them. They love them. They don't beat them. No. They carry them on their shoulders when right. they need to be carried. And they lead they them. They lead. They don't tell them how to live their life. They don't tell them what to do. They don't tell them what not to do. So it's very important that you find a pastor that is very excited when you get a revelation. Because it shows that you're excited too. We all want to be excited about the word. We all want to be having a personal relationship with the Lord. I don't want a relationship that I heard about mm. from somebody else. What kind of relationship? I'm in love. I'm in love with Frank, but you know, I don't really know him. I'm just, you know, it just. She's in love with me for my my mind. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Anyway, so my encouragement is to just always look for yourself. Read the word with the guidance of the Holy Spirit and the wisdom of the Holy Spirit, and you will have so much fun, and Mm. you just grow and grow and grow. Okay, Leo seventy seven eighty eight. I'll never look at rain the same again. Mm. Such a great teaching she did on the latter rain. I've heard that mentioned before and never quite understood it. Thank you. Question. In relation to the podcast topic, the latter rain, were heavy storms like thunderstorms and hurricanes in that time considered a blessing? Hmm, that's a good question. Mm. Now, the hurricane and the heavy storms, (laughs) that would be more like, you know, the latter rain, that hard-hitting rain. 
mm-hmm. as opposed to the gentle rain, right? That you talked about the early rain. Right. So, I don't know, that's a good question. Well, I know that from what I found out was rain symbolizes blessings. So, any kind of rain was always thought of as a blessing. I don't even know. Do they have hurricanes in Israel? I don't know. Well, I know Israel is has a coastline and hurricanes come from a body of water. So, I'm not sure. I, I really don't. I don't. Hmm. Here's a, there's some homework for you. That's a great. I yeah, don't, get back to I us. I don't know. If you find Leo. out, let us know because I would love to know the answer. Definitely. Posh lovers. I am a pastor at a church in Maine and have studied this quote unquote ministry at length. I guess that's us. Okay. <laughs> yes. The Sassos live in posh luxury at the expense of people who think they are helping them make the world better. All they have to offer is lazily repackaged boilerplate self-help babble, but (laughs) Jesus did up enough to make the religious-minded think that it's deep. Cocaine makes you think your life is awesome until it wears off. Cults like Who's Your Daddy stroke the same addictive tendencies until a listener's money dries up. A listener's money dries up? I urge you to stop listening to this as it's a one-way ticket to the fires of hell. Okay. We're okay. Wait, Where do I you have it? Wait, I, wait, because I'm really not sure. Excuse me, I'm just moving my gold pillow out of the way. Okay, what, what was that? I don't, what is it, posh what? We're posh? We're, uh, we live in posh luxury. Posh luxury. At the expense of our listeners. Boy, that's amazing. <laughs> Since we don't get any money from our listeners. <laughs> At all. None. <laughs> Zero. There's not. <laughs> Listen, guys, if you're sending us money, you better yeah. tell us where you've been hiding. Yeah, because uh, I haven't seen anything. <laughs> I don't know where it's ending up. <laughs> it's making its way here somehow because we're living in posh luxury because this guy studied our ministry at length. Okay. I don't understand. This. I'm just really confused. <laughs> and I love, <laughs> I love this email because it's just like... People just amaze me, and I'm. You always say you're always surprised by people. You always get surprised, and I do. It's just I don't understand the, like how do you know how we're living? Number oh. one, and we live in Trent, New Jersey, and yeah, <laughs> we have a. I mean, I'm not going to justify this, but we have we live very modestly. We travel. I, I was just talking about this this morning. I said if we had any extra money to do stuff, I would rather. Put it into traveling, then yeah. you know, fix up the backyard. And right, then, <laughs> but I don't want to look at a pile of dirt. Yeah, so we'll put the money there. I mean, we of, don't have a mortgage. Is we that don't what have he a means? mortgage because of the Lord. Right, we paid for a house in cash. That was yeah. That Maybe was, that's the posh we, luxury he's talking about. I, I, I'm, I don't know. Posh luxury to me. Well, maybe you know, it's all relative. What posh luxury is to one person is. Well, maybe the way we're living is posh luxury to somebody. You well, know, he's in Maine. Which I love. Maine is not some, like, third world country. It's beautiful. But again, like, (laughs) posh luxury to me would be, let me see. Well, posh to me is, like, kind of, like, aristocratic. That's what that word means to me. Like, you know, really, like, high class. You know, so you're living over the top. Right. Whatever, luxury. 
I don't know. But again, it's Look, all it's all relative. Here's the thing. I just think it's funny. And what is it about cocaine? Listen, <laughs> Pastor Mean, let me explain something. Well, what is the cocaine line? I like Cocaine that. makes you think your life is awesome until it wears off. What? So is that are you saying that if you believe in Jesus and your life is now awesome and you're you're living a, a life of victory that that's going to wear off? Is that what he's saying? Th- this whole thing doesn't make sense. <laughs> And, and this is a pastor. Okay. Yeah. I'm trying to say, Pastor Maine, here's the thing, dude, or madam. You say you studied us at great length. It really didn't work out. You're studying because it's all wrong. Unless there's another another group out there. Another the Sassos live oh, in yeah, posh that, luxury? Oh, yes, yeah. And then, and listen, I got no problem with posh luxury. I, no. I can tell you, I got no hey. problem with that at all. I just don't know what your definition of posh luxury is. Yeah, so mm, your pastor, ouch. Here's the thing. Don't listen. End of story. Yeah. I'm going to go on to the next one. Okay. Moose 12 child. If Frank and Christina can't find a church, maybe they're just supposed to start one. <gasps> oh. Hell, well, here's something oh, interesting. Oh, Moose. <laughs> All right. I'll share this with you. Coming off of the last email. People know where I stand, wherever I am, pretty much. I mean, I don't preach from a pulpit. I don't preach from my position as a teacher, but... When people question things, we are very clear about where we stand on issues and who we trust. So just to give an example, in this past week, two people that I have a relationship with at the gyms have come up to me, two different gyms, two different people that don't know each other. One woman came up to me and said um, she needed prayer for her husband, and I thought, Oh, there's, you know, maybe he's sick or something. And she's, no, he had an altercation with a pastor. <laughs> like, oh, no, what happened? <laughs> well, the pastor didn't like that something about their past. And because of their past, they were not allowed to serve. They couldn't be oh deacons. They couldn't be, you know, in the children's ministry. They couldn't be ushers. They couldn't be. It was I'm not even going to tell you what the quote unquote sin was because it, it, it's ridiculous. So the argument was, well, what about the blood of Jesus? I mean, doesn't that cover we're new creations and all? Right. Apparently that didn't go in this church. Like you need to, you know, you didn't lead a perfect life. So that means oh, you can't man. serve. Wow. And there's a hierarchy of sin. So your sin falls about here. And because that's the level of your sin, I'm like, I said, tell me what church this is because I'm not even going to even right. bother looking gonna at look. it. Okay. So that was that. And that that was like, ugh, I get so angry at that. All right. So literally two days later, another friend came up to me and said, oh. I said, what's the matter? She said, I'm just so frustrated. It looks like we're going to, like, we're going to leave the church we're in. I'm like, Why? it's just become so political and they really want us to like just follow along with whatever they say. We're not allowed to have an opinion. They don't like any kind of questioning of anything. You can't question the pastor. It seems like everybody there is really angry, which I thought was very funny because that was one of the churches that we got kicked out of for being angry. (laughs) This is what this person is saying to me. She goes, oh, there's just no place to go. So I came home and I, I said to Frank, two people, I said, maybe we should start up our our 
home group. I mean, start small, like once a month. Yeah. Because we tried and the people that were coming were, you know, everyone says, yeah, 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 we're going to come. And they come the first week and then half of them come the second week and then, uh, and then no one know, comes. And then they fell off the face of the earth. Right. And who's in Georgia? Who's, you know, wherever. Who moves? Right. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. So, and again, when you're running a home group, you're opening up your home. It's not just, you you know, you greet everybody at the door. It's, you know, you know, especially if you're, I think, a woman, you want your house to look nice. So you're cleaning it. You're making coffee. You're baking cookies. You know, you're making sure that everyone's got a comfortable place to sit. Right. And and then nobody shows up. And, okay, your house is clean. That's <laughs> like an excuse to clean your house. But it's like, and you set aside the time. Right. You know, you put time aside to to host people and then they don't show up. So, I mean, we're going to think about this. I, and then you, you send us this email and sometimes you say God will speak to you through other people. So we definitely take your emails very seriously and yeah. we thank you for them. Right. And we believe you're hearing from the Lord. So Amen. Most of you. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Next one is from Sibongil. I don't know. If I'm, if I'm messing that up, I apologize. I am so grateful for having discovered Who's Your Daddy and Pastors Frank and Christina. Isn't that funny? Oh, boy. They always seem to have a word for me. They have changed my life in ways I cannot quantify. Oh, thank you. Well, we're doing the work of God, God working through us, and that's what's benefiting your life. Right. It's the word of God and Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Two more questions. One from Radar Rose. Did Christina get tempted to take a sledgehammer to any of the Buddha statues while in Thailand? No, I didn't. I was tempted <laughs> to, like, get up and, like, and say, what? you're all believing a lie! <laughs> like, really, really tempted to, like, um, and to be honest with you, I was trying to figure out how could I do that in a really sensitive way where, <laughs> right. where I wouldn't get arrested. Mm. And, you know, <laughs> but... You know, I, I obviously didn't do that, but I I was praying in in every temple. I was praying in the spirit, praying for the people, praying that they would get a revelation, um, and so on. And my hope, and that's expectation hope, right, is that those temples would be changed into Christian houses of worship where Jesus would be glorified. And all the Buddhas would be moved to like a museum right. where, where they could look at them and say, wow, remember when we used to worship this statue? This just clunk, 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 clunk. This just this empty nothing. Right. And we used to go and we used to bring money and right, flowers right, and right. fruit. And we waste so much time and energy on this. And now we're free. We're free. So it would be more like a museum piece. Of a past time. Okay. And um, all the temples would be Christian temples praising Jesus. That would be, that ah, would be so cool. That would be awesome. That because cool. they really are beautiful sure. buildings, like the handicraft and the artwork. Right. Okay. Kath and Will. I've always meant to ask this. Why does the podcast show a picture of a cup of coffee? Oh, that's simple. Because a cup of coffee symbolizes a relationship it symbolizes spending time together so whenever we say you know uh hey let's go get a cup of coffee or i'll say or i'll, I'll say to somebody maybe just networking i'll say oh let's go you know i'll give you a call you call me i'll call you whatever we'll get a cup of coffee we'll talk about it like getting a cup of coffee is kind of the part of the whole like process of getting to know someone so with who's your daddy it's about a relationship with 
God the Father and getting to know him as your daddy. And the only way you do that is through relationships, spending time together, or having a cup of coffee together. Do I think God likes coffee? Yeah, I guess maybe he does. I don't know. I think Jesus totally likes coffee. Yeah, I'm just saying it's just a symbol of what we feel (laughs) as a connection, a relationship, builder, that kind of thing. I think it's also a symbol of taking time. Mm. Like, it's it's not a to-go cup. It's an actual cup. It's a mug. It's a mug of coffee to, right. to say, like, you actually have to take it and sit with it. You can't take it in your car. Right. So it's, a, it's like sitting and spending time with someone you care about. Right. And also to add that the froth on top of the coffee there is a compass. So as you build a relationship with the Lord, he provides direction for your life. So that's what all that is all about. So, Yeah. Anyway, hope that answers that question. And that is it for this month of <sighs> questions and emails from the <sighs> listeners, Podcastia. <sighs> I know, I'm exhausted. <laughs> that was a lot going on in that, <laughs> that one. We were up and down and in and out. And just like Fibonacci. Anyway, so do <laughs> you have anything else you want to add? I want to talk about next week's podcast. It's a continuation of the Latter Rain mm-hmm. podcast, so it's going to build upon it. So, if you like that one, tune in for that one, and maybe it'll expand it a little bit. If you like Ladder Rain, tune in for next week. Yes. Right. Mm -hmm. Okay, cool. Well, with that, remember this, that we love you, God loves you, and And Jesus Jesus is Lord. Lord. Stay Stay blessed. Thank you for listening to today's broadcast from the History with God Ministries. This teaching is a powerful ministry tool that you can use to experience the power of God in your life. Thank you again for listening and for helping us reach the world with the love of Jesus. A History with God Ministries. Seeing, hearing, remembering. Until next time, remember, we love you, God loves you, and Jesus is Lord. Stay blessed.